I ran away and ended up being thrown into human trafficking at the age of 16. And my life was forever changed from that day. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Now, please be advised as the following content is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Today, we're going to be talking about human trafficking, the horrible human sex slave trade that is plaguing our country. Many think it's something that happens with girls only in other countries. But today, you're going to hear from Jessica Johnson, who was in America and ran away from a very dysfunctional home at the age of 16 and was captured into a human trafficking ring and forced to live many years being human trafficked. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Jessica, thank you so much for joining us today. And I know that you have been through so much in your life. And I know your story is really going to help us to understand what happened in your life. Jessica, I know you ran away at the age of 16. What was your family like that eventually led to you running away at that age? Well, my dad is from Trinidad and Tobago, Hmm. and my mom is full Japanese. But due to the situations with the culture and how my dad was treating my mom, she left back to Tokyo, Japan. And I think I was about four or five years old when she left. So I grew up with a narcissistic type of father. He was addicted to pornography. I like to call him a serial cheater (laughs) because he constantly was cheating on women, but also proclaimed to be a man of God. Oh, geez. Confusing. Yeah. I was very confused with how can you say you believe in God, know the scriptures, but then addicted to pornography verbally, emotionally, mentally, sometimes physically, and then eventually due to his addiction to pornography, he did touch on me at the age of 14. Also, he was like sexually abusive too with you. Yeah, I mean, he groped on me and did certain things and had my brother not come into the home from playing outside, who knows what that would have led to. Wow. So you experienced a lot of abuse growing up, but I understand that at a young age, you were already normalized to sexual activity. How did that happen besides the sexual abuse? Well, pornography was around the house like as if it was cartoons for me. Oh, wow. You turn on the computer and you would see a bunch of men and women having these relations with this woman. And of course, as a child, I didn't understand what was going on. Oh, wow. I've watched my dad have sex with women. Oh, my gosh. So me growing up, sex was okay. It wasn't talked to me about something sacred. It was just exposed to me at a young little age. Wow. Now, what happened the day that you ran away? Well, there was a lot of favoritism going on amongst my brother and I. So my brother was the favorite child. Mm. In spite of how he was in school, he was still more the favorite child. And I wanted to watch CSI. And my brother wanted to watch the NBA game. But my stepmother told me that I was able to watch CSI. But my brother had came down there 
and you know bullied me for the tv of course i got upset and confronted my brother my dad came down here and rescued him so my dad and i got into an argument my dad said that i would be seeing god that night if i didn't keep my mouth shut oh wow called me all kinds of whores prostitutes i'd be pimped on i would have kids before i was 19 all these horrible things you would never say to a child and i just had enough i absolutely had enough and i left at three o'clock in the morning Oh my gosh. So here you are, you're 16, you're running away from home. And I understand that something happened where you ended up in a part of town that was very dangerous. Tell me what happened. So there's a public transportation called the MAX, which is a train public transportation. It gets you from one end of the city to the other side of the river of the city. So one end to the other. And I didn't know where I was going with like four or five big bags of clothes and all my belongings. The place called 82nd, and I didn't know that 82nd were John's tricks, pimps, traffickers, prostitutes, and victims would be picked up to do that type of work. So I ended up at the wrong place at the wrong time. A man had saw me crying and, of course, not knowing anything about the streets. I spilled my guts to him, telling him, you know, how my dad was and what was going on. And by me sharing that information... I was forced into trafficking, sexually exploited. Wait, so like this guy was a human trafficker. This guy just met you on the street. You're crying. But did he just like kidnap you or was he like nice to you and like trying to listen to you? So he came across as if he cared, you know, well, how are you? And, you know, what happened? And, hey, why don't you come to my house for the night? You know, a pretty girl like you don't need to be out here in the streets. It's crazy out here. And, you know, so at the time, I didn't know anything. So I followed and I went home with him, not knowing that that would have been my worst decision I ever made in my life. Oh, my gosh. So he's pretending to help you. He's like, come home. When did you start catching on? on what they were planning to do to you? Well, I was very oblivious because I was so sheltered. I didn't really even understand when my dad called me a prostitute. I didn't even understand what that meant. So this guy would, you know, buy me clothes, provide food, take me to parties. Everything would be cool. Oh, wow. And then when he ran out of money, then that's when things turned for the worse. So like he was nice. He was like, oh, you can just hang out with me. You know, this is cool. But I mean, was he acting like he was your boyfriend? Like, what happened? I don't get it. Well, as a trafficker, they already know what their plot is. You know, they don't really per se say that they're their boyfriend. They're just said we're friends. You know, you can hang out, whatever, to show you around the mm-hmm. town. You know, they portray to be your friend. They portray to be someone that is sincere with you. But wow. fear had kicked in by him physically abusing me, slapping me, hitting me. And when I was told that I had to go out and make his money sexually, when I tried to deny, that's when I realized my life was never going to be the same because I was beaten and forced into using my body for money for his personal gain. So he would be like, you owe me kind of thing. Like we bought all this stuff for you. You need to go make money. And this is the way you're going to make money. And you can't leave until you do, but it never ends. It's always something added. Oh my gosh. Okay, so basically you were promised once you do this, you can go. And once you earn this money back, you can go. But it just kept happening again and again and again. Is that right? Right. The owing always changed. Oh, my gosh. The quota always changed. It was never enough. And when you didn't make that quota, 
you were severely beaten or if you got robbed you were severely beaten so it was literally living in a nightmare that never ended i mean in this moment like the first time that you had to sell your body as a prostitute forcefully that must have been the most traumatic moment Well, I always like to give this scenario, you know, and I feel for all women that do get raped, but there's nothing like being a 16-year-old having to sleep with a 40-year-old man and you have no choice and you're just laying there like a dead fish because you don't know if you're going to end up dead by this man or by the pimp, the trafficker. So I always like to say that I was paid to get raped. Oh my gosh, that is horrible. Now, I understand that the trafficking ring got caught and that you were set free. Yes. But I understand you eventually ended up becoming a prostitute on your own. But I mean, when you got set free at first, that must have been so amazing. Tell me a little bit about that. So once I caught onto the streets and I caught onto the program, I played the game because this is a life or death situation. Once I played his game, right. I started to talk to the Johns and started to talk to, you know, police officers, certain ways to navigate certain things. And eventually I had a police officer that was nice enough to listen to me and get my phone tapped to where he could get busted and track me wherever I was. So therefore, he was able to get busted. Wow. So you basically helped a plot to get that trafficker back. And so he ended up getting arrested and you got set free. Jessica, thanks so much. I do want to hear what happened next. So thanks so much for being with us on our show. We will definitely hear from you on our next show. Thank you so much for having me. Hang on. The show isn't over yet. I have some thoughts to share with you right after the break. Listen, my friend, you are in a spiritual battle and there's a spiritual battle right now for the soul of our nation. The Bible says we overcome the power of the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimonies. And friend, I need your help spreading this show to all 50 states all across the USA. And that takes money to broadcast in each city. You can help by being a stable monthly giver of our ministry, Awakening the Nations. We are a ministry who's committed to preaching the gospel all across the world. Partner by going to awakeningthenations.com and we believe America shall be saved. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More Real Life starts now. Welcome back to the show, where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? I'm sure you're just shocked at hearing this story, where she was being manipulated and used pretty much her whole life. She was putting her trust in men, and they all betrayed her. And I think all of us can relate to that story of betrayal. Somewhere in your life, you have been betrayed. Where does betrayal come from? Why do these things exist? How can someone be so evil and betray someone's trust like that? Yes, you are wondering why this even exists. But evil has always existed since ancient times. It's written in Proverbs 1.10 through 16. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie in wait to shed blood. Let us lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol and whole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all kinds of precious possessions. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in your lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path, for their feet run to evil 
and they make haste to shed blood. See, we are warned to avoid evil doers. They come and they make their big promises. They make their big sales pitch. And if it sounds too good, too easy, well, eventually it will be the road to betrayal. Because evil masks itself as good. That is the key takeaway. There is evil in this world, and it presents itself in a very nice way. It's written about the most evil being in the universe, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. A huge takeaway? Evil always acts like they're good. But if you look closely, you'll always see the devil's tail. I want to pray for the person who has been betrayed or is being betrayed right now. Father God, this story that Jessica went through, the utter betrayal, I know that people are listening and they're saying, well, I'm not that person. I'm not being used like that extent, but there is some level of betrayal I'm going through and it hurts. Father, I just pray that you bring that healing and give us, Lord God, that wisdom to recognize and to know before walking straight up into a trap that there are people who lay these things. And Lord God, we love you. We trust you. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony and I know that your life was touched. If you need prayer, please give us a call at 877-480-4477. That's 877-480-4477. See you next time.